Let me see if I remember this intro. It's been a while. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of uh, 18 years of age or older, right? Yeah, welcome, right. <laughs> welcome to the Alternate Endings Podcast, where we rewrite famous stories from pop culture. I'm Octopus Caveman, and with me as always is my partner in prose, the verbose vixen herself, the lovely loquacious Tracy Morgan. Hi, Tracy. Hi, how are you? I'm doing okay. So we took a pretty extended break because I had (laughs) some tooth malfunctions, I guess. Do we talk about what happened? Do we forget about it? What do we do? I mean, I'm fine with like I have a temporary thing for my front teeth and a dog ate them. (laughs) It's like my dog ate my alternate ending, but but not... (laughs) My dog ate my homework. My dog ate my teeth. <laughs> Bless you. Oh, so brutal. We're back until, uh, you know, I got to keep this one away from the canines. We'll see. <laughs> so this week we're doing Splash. We are. Boy, do I have a lot to say about this movie. I, I've, I've listened to, you've done a previous podcast on Splash with your brother Peter, Popcorn with Candy. I know, I know how you kind of feel about this movie, but you might as well tell everybody else. Here's the thing. Like, I I complained about this movie, and the reason this movie bothers me is because it could be good. Okay. If this was a completely garbage movie, you would just write it off and like, ah, this movie sucks. The thing is, is it's almost good. You know, there's a lot of enjoyable stuff, and then it just has the worst ending. This is like... Bad anticlimactic sex. That's what this movie feels like to me. It's such an enjoyable process, and you have this great build and all these great people involved, and it's this fantastic journey. And then. I love the way that you've got all these great people involved in this, I see. Oh, man. You got John Candy in there. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? It's such yeah. a good build up, and then. Ugh. Oh, see, I this movie gives I me blue balls. <laughs> blue balls. That's Does it make splashes. ache in the yes. wrong way? <laughs> yes. It makes me ache for a proper ending. That's why we're doing this so early because I was just like, I hate this so much. I have to do this. I have to do this. But it uh, for me, it was like one of the first John Candy movies that I ever saw. And I'm like a massive John Candy fan. So for me, I love it. But I understand so where you're coming good from with the ending. It. That's the, that's the thing. It's just like, it ugh, you know, it's like, like, uh, imagine having the best sex of your life with a doctor. And then he's like, oh, got to go to surgery. Out the door. Like, no. It's, <laughs> you can't. This is very Everybody who goes out with a doctor is screaming at you right now going, it happens all the time. <laughs> Probably. We know. We understand. <laughs> if you're married to a chiropractor, doesn't count. Not the same thing. <laughs> Dentist doesn't count. There's no dental emergency that can't wait till Monday. Believe me, I know. (laughs) And just don't date a gynecologist. (laughs) Why? That's the best person. He knows everything that's going on. 
do they? <laughs> I mean, I would feel – yeah, I would feel like a urologist would be where it's at. Like if I was dating a urologist, she'd be like, mm, I'm going to get you a prescription. Something's going on down there. Get you back into tip-top shape. <laughs> I have a theory. I have a theory that uh, proctologists probably have the best sense of humor of all of the specialties, right? Yes, you're probably right. I just have a feeling you have a proctology convention in Vegas. It's just a bunch of dudes in Hawaiian <laughs> shirts having a great time. Maybe we should just gate crash one of their conventions just to see. Oh, that's their killer dudes. <laughs> Is everything else, it could be sort of a fetishistic thing or just like I want to do good. Like, you know, you devote yourself to brain surgery. Maybe you want to make a lot of money. Cardiology, maybe you want to do some good. But the ass, who is passionate about the ass? Like, I'm going to be a proctologist because I want to do some good. You know, there's a lot of people with some stuff going on down there. I want to take care of it. Polyps are my thing. No way. Those people are into it. Because they've got a good sense of humor. Like, hey, nobody else is doing it. It's hilarious. I'll bet they have some killer jokes. That's fine. They can have a sense of humor. Just if I ever need to see them, I would rather they kept that to themselves. Well, let's see. I mean, what are the situations that you find yourself at a proctologist, right? Either like polyps or some sort of illness, cancer maybe. Or you put something up there that shouldn't have gone up there. <laughs> They've got to have the, the best stories. You never run into a cardiologist who's like, you wouldn't believe it. I found a toy car in this guy's heart. Not going to happen. <laughs> it's always going to be a bummer. Poor guy was in his 50s. He had some blockage. Took care of it. Proctologists, it's going to be some good stories. There were five oranges. Five. <laughs> I pulled them out one at a time. <laughs> it's like the world's um, largest Benoit balls. Just oranges on a string. Bloop, 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 bloop. <laughs> Ripped them out like a ripcord. Oh, wow. <laughs> How did we get onto this? Goodness knows. Cause <laughs> we'll bring it around to Splash. <laughs> so the real ending. Tell us how it really ends. <laughs> well, just for people who haven't seen it, they need to go and watch it. It's basically about a guy called Alan who has a brother called Freddie, played by John Candy. Alan is... Uh, Tom Hanks. Um, it, the film starts off where they're both kids, they're on a boat. Alan thinks he sees something in the water, he just jumps in randomly and uh, meets a little girl underwater. They kiss and then he gets pulled out of the water by concerned people on the boat and, and then it skips forward to the future where um, Alan and Freddie have their own vegetable and fruit business. Alan's just been dumped. Uh, his love life's going really bad. So he goes off to Cape Cod. He meets Eugene Levy, who is Walter Kornbluth, who's a scientist. Just happens to bump into him. Goes to spend some time on his own boat. Falls out the boat. Bangs his head. Gonna die. Miraculously. A mermaid comes along, saves him, puts him on the beach, gives him a kiss. Goes off again. Finds his wallet. Then goes to find him. And they fall in love. He has no idea she's a mermaid. Walter Cornbluth has all the suspicions and tries to uncover it. it. Turns out she is a mermaid. They take her by a scientist for testing and he decides that he can't be in love with a fish. John Candy basically talks him round. They go and save her. They go to the... <laughs> is this all like it's a blow-by-blow? Blow? They go to the ocean or to the sea and then she says that basically if you come with me, you can never come back. Basically. And he goes with her. Okay. 
So here's the reality of the ending. I wanted to get into this, right? Because there's okay. clues throughout the movie that shows what's going on. First of all, I appreciate the fact that for once in this Little Mermaid adaptation, which is essentially what it is, the woman doesn't sacrifice everything to live in the man's world. But uh-huh. it makes more sense for her to because she's equipped to handle our world. She's out of the water. She grows legs. She can make human words. Alan can't make mermaid words. She speaks dolphin practically. Mm-hmm. It makes more sense for her to live with him if they love each other, right? So there's little clues. So she says at one point there's no music where she's from. So Alan's going to a world with no music. Alan's going to a world where he cannot communicate in their dialogue. He can't even form the words to make those sounds. He's going to a world where he's not going to have fins to swim around. He is ill-equipped to live underwater. Even if through by magical means, he's able to breathe under there, right? Look at how she ate the lobster. When they eat dinner together, she chows into it, exoskeleton at all, just chews into it. And (laughs) probably where she's from, no means to cook it. She's chowing down on lobsters raw where she's at. Alan's digestive system is not built to handle raw lobster. <laughs> Alan made the world's worst decision. It, it makes no sense for him to do that. He's going to a, a, an alien world, practically. That's what I don't like about this ending. It doesn't make sense. Just He's... He's sacrificing everything for love, though, isn't he? Right. But what I think is that he's also sacrificing his relationship with his brother because he's like, we can come back at Christmas and see Freddie, and she's like, no, you can never come back. And that's what breaks my heart because John Candy, God love him, was kind of stalling them while they managed to get away. So he's being arrested somewhere, and he has no idea he's never going to see his brother again. Yeah, let's look into this. The reality of it, John Candy assisted in breaking somebody out of a secret government base. If anybody hears from Freddie again, it's going to be in prison, most likely. I mean, he's going down for some serious stuff in the real ending, right? Oh, no, I didn't even think of that. Think about it. Him, Dr. Formbluth, they are Mm. going to be behind bars for a long time, if not life, if anybody ever hears about it. Because they were this top-secret mermaid thing. Most likely, they're never heard from again. And if oh they do God. get out, Freddie is ill-equipped to be a person. This is a man who is such a heavy alcoholic, he can't exercise without a beer. He can't keep a relationship together. The reality of the ending, <laughs> he looks so disturbed. I am! The reality of that ending is such a heavy bummer. It's oh just, Alan goes off to live a horrible life of probably starvation because he can't go back again and his digestive system isn't built to handle rock crustaceans and then Freddy is probably waterboarded in some government facility someplace and if he does get out can't manage his life without somebody there to help him see in my head whatever happened Freddy was okay <laughs> and now Freddy's not okay that's just it's ruined it's it's ruined so it's ruined <laughs> it is though when you think about the ending it's a terrible ending for everybody but it wasn't but it is now <laughs> thanks very much one of my favorite films from when i was a kid ruined this is why I, I had problems with the ending but even if you just said okay they get off somehow it's still a bummer mm-hmm. for freddie let's say he's not in a, in a government facility and they're like well there never was a mermaid whatever What's he going to do? He's clearly not equipped to manage that business. 
he's going to be okay. He's he's going to be okay. He has to be okay. <laughs> he's going to be fine. The thing with Freddie is that he's so lovable and everyone loves him. Everyone at the company who works for him really loves him. And uh, and he's just going to have to grow up. That's just going to be the way it is. So you're ready for my alternate ending for this? I I think I am as long it's as... So it's so easy. It's so easy. It's the shortest okay. one ever. Okay. They're on the edge of the water, right? She uh-huh. says, uh-huh. you can come with me, but you can't come back. Uh-huh. He doesn't go. She goes. He stays. End of the movie. <laughs> that, it would make it so much better. Just, I mean, in all of the, like, movie logic, it's fine. We're not going to think about them going <laughs> to government jail. Anything Like, we're just going to, okay. That's a good ending for the movie. Weird fish fantasy done in his brain. He could check that off. He's learned he can love, move on with his life. We can assume that Alan and Freddie have a good life together. And she swims off to go have a happy mermaid life. That's the simplest change to this movie. Alan doesn't go. I love you. Good luck. Have, have, have a nice life. And that's that. That fixes the movie for me. Or, oh, God, d- doesn't that it make for a better ending? It kind of does, but it's kind of a more heartbreaking ending in a way because they love each other and that's it. They just can't be together. Uh, Which I, mean, I guess, is, I guess, that, yeah, okay. I spent bloody hours on my ending. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really. <laughs> All right, my official ending, she jumps in the water, he salutes her and says, that'll do, pig. <laughs> then roll credits. Beyond three, for babe. I, Not for Star Trek, just I for babe. so hard about this, and in my brain, the easiest, simplest fix for this is just, she goes, he stays. That's fair enough. I it think works. that's a beautiful ending. It just, does. You know? It works. Freddie still has his brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Freddie's okay. He's got somebody to do the books. He can go off and be a salesman and make rash decisions. And Alan's there to cover him. And hopefully he's learned from his experience and learned about love and can move on and date a human woman. Although being in the papers is him being the, the fish fucker. Probably not going to attract a whole lot of women. Or the wrong type, I suspect. <laughs> You can these days, you can actually get a mermaid's tail to put on and do like, uh, what's they called? The synchronized swimming? Yes, I've seen I, them. I've got a niece that, that has one of those. It's it's pretty neat. Really? Yeah, she swims around with it and stuff. It's cool. Does she really? Yeah. See, maybe he could just get a girl who likes that. If that's his thing, maybe he could just go down that route. And... <laughs> or just find a normal girl. <laughs> All of the, the weird <laughs> fish fetish thing. I think... For him, he lived it out. He he dated his fish. He dated a mermaid. He learns at the end, it doesn't work out. They're two different worlds. Glad to have known you. Have fun in the sea. Then he goes home and gets rid of his aquarium and dates a human woman. <laughs> right? Like I feel like that story arcs so much better if he doesn't go on this horrible adventure. It's just like they've learned from this experience. And, you know, sometimes things don't work out, no matter how hard you want them to. <laughs> well... <laughs> The harsh reality, I guess, of love. The harsh reality of love. I just didn't expect it quite to end as abruptly, but that's fine. I know I feel like I have asked the ending, but the more I thought about it, I spent a lot of time thinking about it. I just thought that's the best way. That's the best way to end it. You leave it kind of open-ended, but that that's a good arc. You're right. It's Yeah, you're right. It makes a lot of sense. 
I'm just a little bit heartbroken, but at least Freddie's still got his brother and John Candy's okay, so that's fine by me. Well, and the thing is, the movie to me isn't the kids' movie fantasy. It's not a kids' movie. It's got all of the, like, uh, penthouse. It's got adult themes and adult jokes and adult references. It becomes an adult movie if you give it an adult arc. It ends with this weird fairy tale... Let's swim off into Atlantica or whatever to go hang out with King Triton. It just ends in such a weird way. It would be so much more of a grown-up movie if they just, yeah, here's the lesson. See, I think they got a bit confused there as well because I think it was the first Walt Disney film that wasn't done under Walt Disney. It was done under Touchstone. So that like they couldn't put it out as a kid's film. They wanted to do more of adult film, but they're still kind of in that mindset, aren't they? So I guess they still had to have that touch of Walt Disney about it, but it doesn't really work as well i think it still would have even if they called it a day you know do you think i th- i mean i think but this is that's my opinion i love my ending <laughs> i just hate the original one so much the more i think about it just poor alan down there just sick on raw crustacean no music can't communicate with anybody even if he tried See, my heart was with Freddie thinking, where the hell has my brother gone? <laughs> I've just helped him. I've helped him. I've, like, risked all this. Trying to get his mermaid fishy friend back. Just getting waterboarded. Up. I don't know where he is. <laughs> <laughs> he likes Cape Cod. Look there. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> Do you want to hear mine? Let's get into it. Okay. <laughs> No, I'm just my ending is just so short, but I'm so proud of it. (laughs) You should be. As long as John Candy's fine. You're right, it would have made for a better film. It would have made more sense anyway. Mine kind of goes into reality and kind of comes back round. (laughs) As long as there's no hymen healing going on, I think people are gonna be happy with it. (laughs) No hymen healing today. We've had enough of that so alan dives into the water with madison but instead of the credits rolling the cameras carry on filming and madison takes into a rocky island and to start with alan is thrilled with the sea view and the gorgeous lady and the sunsets and the rises but after a few days he realizes that he may have been wearing rose tinted spectacles she was nice and all but uh more of a fishtail with a hot body so kind of reality hits <laughs> And this is where my head was at, because I really struggled in, like, how am I going to change Splash? Because I really like the ending, but I wanted Freddie to have his brother. So this is reality hits, basically. So if anyone who's ever had a goldfish will <laughs> relate to this. So basically, when she got constipated... Oh, God. <laughs> it was just like a trail of poo hanging out of the bottom, just like your pet goldfish. It's kind of a bit of a turn-off. And then she well, got a bit I don't of know. Fi- I mean, Alan's into mermaids, so <laughs> he's got it's aquariums. He knows what's going down. What a string of poo! I think he's aware of what he's getting into. I don't think he is. Yeah, I think string of poo. He goes, "Okay, I love her. Uh, you know, I will, I will try and get through this." And she got a bit of fin rot, a bit of fin rot, and a few of the parasites living off her, and it kind of turned him off a little bit. And the way she ate crustaceans in such a gnarly fashion, and she didn't clean her teeth, and she always had seaweed in them, so it put him off a little bit. But what it really came down to was sex changed, and basically she would lay eggs and expect. Alan to ejaculate. Oh, God. <laughs> it's like, here they are, darling. 
<laughs> Do your thing now. <laughs> so for him, my God, that's uh, that's another check in the negative for Alan in the movie. There's sex. <laughs> there's no more sex. They don't have compatible parts anymore. She's got a cloaca or whatever. She lays her eggs. He's meant to. Just ejaculate over them. That's how they do it out there. That's how they do it. <laughs> she's, he's dating a fish. This is the reality of dating a fish. It's kicked in. So then he decides he might have been a little bit hasty. <laughs> 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 there's strings of poop. You know, there's disgusting teeth. And as you say, I never even thought about, like, he's going to have digestive problems and nothing to <laughs> But the sex, the sex isn't even there. So he wants to go home and he angers Madison so much that she does this female thing where she starts screeching. <laughs> the glass <laughs> breaking in the... <laughs> screeching, really high pitch, thought that might make him stay. Of course she was wrong. <laughs> All women know that, but we do it anyway. And so she swam <laughs> off in a sulk. Boy, I know. <laughs> She swims off in a sulk and he swam and swam to the nearest shore and kept looking behind him, hoping that she wouldn't follow him because he's thinking like he's going to have a real fishy store canal. I mean, he's not really that safe because she can walk on land as well. (laughs) Anywhere he goes, she can go too. But luckily she didn't find him and days and days passed and Alan found a way to survive, but only just. And he also found a football that he named Wilson. (laughs) So so wait a minute. In yours, when Madison is like, you can't ever go back. It's not in like, like you can't physically do it. It's like in a misery sense. Like you can't leave me. <laughs> you can't leave me. There's no going back. Probably like she turned out to be. But luckily he managed to get away. And he had his friend, his little football Wilson. But luckily for him, because Freddie was not privy to this rule that Madison had said, you know, that he can't go back. So Freddie was like, where the hell is my brother gone? So Freddie being Freddie, who's basically Johnny LaRue with heart, as we've discussed before, um, gets people on a boat, has a party, <laughs> whilst going out searching. And like there's this Swedish women out there. And that's basically because the only Swedish that he knows is, hello, I have a 12-inch penis. <laughs> so they've all got on board thinking... <laughs> So he's got, he's having a hell of a time, cocktails and lobster and women on a boat. And they're just basically sailing mine trying to find Alan. And it takes, it takes forever, but eventually they find Alan. Freddie persuades him to go home. Alan's really gutted because he doesn't know how he's going to get over being this guy who went with a fish. Um, <laughs> Freddie persuades him it's going to be okay, takes him home and they sell his story to Penthouse magazine. That's, That's brilliant. That's a brilliant end. <laughs> That's Perfect. the best way to end it. That's just, <laughs> just it should have ended with that the you know stripe style the magazine cover and it should have been the, the cover of Penthouse with just a little. So I dated a fish. <laughs> I just wanted John to have his brother back. I gotta ask. Uh, so okay, you're gonna go. You're gonna date a merman. You get a choice. Oh no! Fish top, man bottom. Man top, fish bottom. You're always going to have to go man top. Are Do you? you? Really? Man top? Well, yeah, because I'm not like, I'd like to talk to them. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I'm, not, like, I'm not talking to a fish. Well, I could talk to a fish, but I'm not going to get a lot back. 
So I'm going to have a fish head and a man bottom. Is that what you're saying? I mean, that's the way I'd go. But again, getting divorced. <laughs> you would go that way. <laughs> would you really? Yeah, I don't want to deal with fish parts on the... Ugh. Yuck. I mean, the constipation thing is a bit of a sticking point. I mean, and for anybody both, listening... Both it's got parts... A Mermaids are gross if you think about it. That's it. It's gross either way. I'd still go man top. Yeah, at least it, I mean, you could have a friendship, right? But I mean, well, we're we're talking about you know straight straight to the bedroom, Madison and Allen style, straight to the bedroom. Would you not just ejaculate over Madison's eggs? <laughs> I mean, she's quite hot. If she asked you to. That would be a really <laughs> disturbing experience. Just her just holding them out in her hand. Or words, yeah, like putting them in a hole like a fish. Like, there's the hole. Do your thing, buster. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so gross. Nobody ever really thinks. I, we need to write a real mermaid. Like, we need to rewrite Splash and make it as gross as it would actually be. Oh. <laughs> They would, they do have, they have parasites and they have fungus. Yeah. Fin rot and... Yeah, Alan needs to get checked out. For sure. Oh my God, he's going to have like some weird disease. Yeah, he could be patient zero for some weird new horrible disease. (laughs) All of a sudden we've got fish parasites as an STD cruising around New York. And the people take a few international flights. Next thing you know, it's an epidemic. Can you imagine? I think I have a mermaid aversion. <laughs> I think you do. I mean, like, just just go and watch The Little Mermaid. There's nothing sexual about that. She just has a friend that's a crab. And once you, she does, doesn't she fall in love? I don't know. Yeah, and The Little Mermaid, she falls in love. And that explains the whole you can't go back, because at least she makes a deal with the sea witch. Okay, I need to watch the ending of that. We're not seeing The Little Mermaid. Oh, not man. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've watched that recently. My son loves it. <laughs> All right, so I have an ending from my brother, Peter. We do the Popcorn with Candy podcast together. Yeah, so here we go. I have not read this, by the way. I prefer to kind of just go into these just raw without reading these. Really? Yeah, have you reviewed these? Yeah. Oh, man, I prefer to just let it hit me and just enjoy the reactions. Some okay. of them I'll, I, I will just skim for length, like, oh, that one's long, this one's short. Peter's is kind of long. He didn't half-ass it this time. <laughs> this is Peter's whole ass, everybody. <laughs> See if I could read this. New York City today. The shot lingers a little longer, and as you see helicopters swarm the Twin Towers. Oh, boy, Peter. <laughs> Alan and Freddie have just left Mrs. Stimler with an eerie feeling after being told their father had called. They're arguing over a deal Freddie has just made over a poker game when Alan receives a call. He's taking us, like, back to the beginning. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's really thought about this. His girlfriend is on the phone, extremely upset. She had been planning to move out, but the news has her extremely upset. Alan is in shock and doesn't hear anything about what is, what has her bothered. He only heard her say that she was leaving. Eventually, she screams, turn on the news, and hangs up. A few minutes later, the boys are staring at the television in open mouth and motionless. Poor man's Machia walks in, holding the copy of Penthouse magazine that Freddy had given him a short time ago. He laughs about the bananas that he has just loaded and drops the magazine when he sees the television. 
looking over the shoulders of Alan and Freddy. Poor man's macho. <laughs> That's the poor man's macho is killing me. Poor Can man. I just check with you? Is that Ma- Ralph Macchio? Yes, yeah. Okay, so basically for anyone who doesn't know, it's somebody who looks a lot older than what they look. They're a lot older than what they no, look. The guy, the guy in... Um, Karate Kid? Well, we were calling the guy in uh, Splash, poor man's macho, in Popcorn with Candy. It started with him because he's the lead in 1941, or one of... He's in 1941. We started calling him that, and it's just carried on. See, that poor bastard is forever poor man's macho to us. <laughs> Looking over the shoulders of Alan and Freddy, poor man's macho sees the Twin Towers standing again. No sign of the New World Trade Center that has been under construction for years. The anchor reports that sometime this morning they had just returned. <laughs> the last person out the previous evening had no idea what had happened, but it was the new building. So I think this has to do with the fact that the title scrolls in the movie are just New York City today, right? <laughs> this, is, this is bordering on some stuff that I don't want to get into. But he's doing a nice job of walking the line and just making me nervous. <laughs> you should read them before. <laughs> I'll get into it. I'll just edit it if it's offensive, right? It's not. It's not. <laughs> For hours, the brothers watch the news. Work ceases as customers come into their office, upset, only to realize what they are watching. By noon, the city is silent, except for lower Manhattan. Streets are full of people standing in awe or silently walking towards the towers. No one can seem to grasp what has happened or pull themselves away from the television. Why don't you boys return my call? Alan and Freddy finally look away from the TV, only to lock eyes with the tall gentleman in his late 70s who has just entered. Alan begins to try to speak, but can only get out one syllable. Dat. Tears begin to stream down his ghostly white face, and other than repeatedly attempting to speak, he is just frozen in place. Freddy has just been screaming for the last minute, and finally passes out onto the lap of his brother. The spry older gentleman, after being startled and holding his ears, finally able to get in a word, asks Alan to explain. Alan is finally able to whisper two words before convulsing uncontrollably in tears. You're alive. That is goddamn beautiful. It's really good. It's really good. I had no idea Peter was a writer. That is beautiful. Wow. Way to, like, that's, like, moving. Like, don't bum bum out our our comedy podcast, Peter. (laughs) Bringing your emotionally moving shit (laughs) It is. It broke my heart. It oh, broke my heart. It's, it's such like, a weird universe to introduce that. But he took this goofy, just New York City Today title line and turned it into kind of a, an awesome ending. It's beautiful. It is. It's beautiful. And it broke my heart. As someone who's lost my dad, uh, that would that would be like a dream come true as well. My Obviously, God. Yeah, that's incredible. I had no idea. Peter... Holy shit, dude. Get into writing. You're wasting your time slumming it with these podcasts with me. It is. It's an awesome ending. Awesome ending. That Yeah, that was shocking. That's yeah, See, I'm glad I waited until now to read it. This whole time I'm waiting for some horrible 9-11 joke. And meanwhile, it's moving and beautiful. <laughs> I was on the edge of my seat just like you guys. <laughs> No, it did. It broke my heart in a really good way. All right, so you've got a submission, right? 
I have. This is from my friend Erica, who is one of the sweetest people you could ever meet, ever. <laughs> so it really made me laugh. So basically, she's she's done it in the same style as me. She's not completely written it. She's kind of written ideas down. Oh boy, does she have backstories for all of her characters? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Bless her. This is the first one you didn't introduce new characters, so you didn't have the need to develop. Yeah, I didn't need to do that. Backstory. I, mean, I did have an ending where uh, Freddie was going to go off, and there was going to be a beautiful mermaid that he was going to live with too. I did like have all these different ones going on in my head, but reality with the, yeah, that seemed the best way to go. Erica has referred to Tom as Tom and mermaid Daryl Hannah or Madison as mermaid. So <laughs> just for all you yeah, ever at, Okay, so Tom goes to live with mermaid and he spends days floating in the sea and basically Tom rests on beaches overnight. The mermaid has been secretly setting up the perfect underground cave for them. So she takes Tom down, blindfolded with seaweed, to their new home under the sea. Gross. And there's air- blindfolded with seaweed. Just gross. <laughs> it made your eyes sting, would yeah. it not? On the top. <laughs> so she takes him down to the new home under the sea, and there is an air pocket with a ledge Tom can sleep on. He's thrilled, but on the first day, she goes out to catch some fish for their tea. The cave fills with water when the tide comes in and Tom drowns. <laughs> she, she, then, <laughs> she then comes back to find him floating at the top of the cave, bumping against the rocks. <laughs> it's okay. This is like role reversal of like every fish nightmare, like fish owner's nightmare, where you just come home and your fish is upside down in the tank. Bobby. She just comes home and... <laughs> Alan just down. <laughs> so not wanting to give up on Alan, she ties rocks to Tom, because that's what she calls him, Tom, with seaweed so he can float in the cave with her as planned. But after some time, the seaweed-rock combo wears out and Tom floats off out into the sea, all bloated and green. Well, she's just keeping a corpse in there with her? Uh-huh. This is morbid life. as fuck. <laughs> this is for life. <laughs> So he floats off out to sea, bloated and green, and she spends the rest of her time following him and attaching a net to his swollen arms and legs and sleeping underneath him in a net hammock just so she could feel close to him. What is she doing about all the feeder fish that I'm sure like taking care of bits of his corpse? I think she's just batting them off. However, the seagulls <coughs> eat his eyes and nose, so she replaces them with shells. <sighs> so she's, she was like, yeah, so I think he'd have like one of those cuttlefish for his mouth. And then he'd like have these shells over his eyes and she could draw eyes on them. I was like, okay, okay. If ever there was anything grosser than fish fucking, it's this. <laughs> we now have decomposing, like bloated. Like when they find a body, it doesn't look like a, a body decomposes fast in the ocean. It gets gross immediately. Oh. <laughs> this is just... It swells. It swells beyond itself. <laughs> This it's is like, like it, I feel like this is the gross out episode of this of this podcast now. Like we're just <laughs> fish fucking, decomposing corpses, sea bloat. But will he decompose? Because he's in brine, effectively, isn't he? He's just going to be like a swollen Tom I'm Hanks in brine, waterlogged, and like, ugh. man. And then basically, John Candy tries to send out a search party, but they never ever find him. That that's her ending. No now, Eric. Erica is like the sweetest girl you'll ever meet. But every now and again, you get this glimpse 
And like, she'll tell me, she was playing The Sims and she's the type of person that plays The Sims. She invites loads of people around to her house, she puts them in the pool and she takes the ladder out so they all drown. <laughs> she starts a fire in her house and puts walls around it so people die and then people come to her house in the night in The Sims and mourn and cry and she has ghosts walking everywhere. So this lovely girl called Erica, who I adore, <laughs> so the sweetest girl. She's she's dark. The thing that I love about it though is that as he's falling apart, it's like a problem for for Madison. She's just like trying to replace pieces. So the fact that by the end he's just like this like amalgam, like Frankenstein of shells and sticks that she's tied together as her lover is like kind of interesting. <laughs> Like art. <laughs> I'll stand by her with The Sims, though. It is amazing to have a house full of ghosts in The Sims. <laughs> it's well worth burning, you know, a dozen fake people. I can't do it. Mainly it's so fun. <laughs> everybody in The Sims I've named after somebody that I know. Oh, like you're that. one of those. They wet themselves. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm so sorry. Oh, I love that. Just build a house, no toilet. It's like, just mop it up, buddy. <laughs> That's, that's, that ending is actually better for Alan than the actual ending of the movie. Because at least in hers, it's done with. He's just done out of his misery. No, like, here's these eggs to your thing. I love the way that we've all gone back to reality. Like, <laughs> you were just like, this isn't going to happen. All of our endings say a little something about ourselves, don't they? <laughs> Erica, I'm worried about you. <laughs> what are you doing with those pieces of your boyfriend? She's got a guy in the ba- She's living this. There's a guy in her basement, and she's just, like, trying to hold him together. <laughs> Stitching pieces back on. She's a really good artist, so she's probably done full face of makeup for him. So that she's even made it so he's smiling and he's really happy. It's like some Norman Bates stuff. <laughs> Poor Erica, she's got the lovely boyfriend called Oliver, and I promise everybody who's listening she'd never do anything like that. Is he alive but- or is it a week in a burning situation? <laughs> Last time I saw him, he was very much alive. <laughs> Granted, that was eight years ago, right? <laughs> Shelly Miscavige has been spotted before Oliver. <laughs> oh my god, maybe Erica's responsible for Shelly Miscavige. Oh my god. <laughs> You're not painting anything. <laughs> All speculation. <laughs> Bless her. <laughs> All right. Uh, should I get into Angela's now? All right. At the end, we learned Splash was merely a dream conjured up by a lonely Chuck Noland, Tom Hanks, and Castaway. She did some research. She knows it. This is a brilliant. You had a Castaway tie-in, too. This is brilliant. While becoming delusional as he is trapped on the island. Hence, it was a movie within a movie. So Splash never really happened, given that Chuck was stranded on the island and a little, um, pent-up, shall we say? That would explain all the sexy time and all of the penthouse references and everything. This explains it so much, like, why it's such a bizarre fantasy. Like, guys got to do that thing where it's, like, a realistic fantasy. I can't think of, like, a space alien landing. Like, it's got to be accessible. 
So for him, it's on a desert <laughs> island. What's going to happen? Beautiful mermaid comes out of the ocean. That's true. This is kind of brilliant. She's thought about it. Yeah. I mean, he's just <laughs> dehydrated, sick on the beach with nothing to do but just make himself more dehydrated. If you catch my drift. <laughs> <laughs> Also, being stranded on an island would explain his love interest being a mermaid. That's yeah. right. That's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, it's that whole uh, accessible fantasy thing. Maybe he was. Maybe it wasn't a dream. Maybe he was just hallucinating. <laughs> I, could, I could cut this movie together. And again, better ending for Alan than <laughs> the real ending. He's just <laughs> awake on the island. Like, I got to build a raft now. <laughs> Enough with this. God, I love that. That's brilliant. <laughs> the amount of ideas that we've, we're getting from these are, are just fantastic. Like, I know. And they're like kind of just from different places. We had, <laughs> we had a tweet as well. We had one tweet that just said one thing. What was that? What, Alan doesn't go in? That was me. <laughs> <laughs> Let me find it. Oh, no. It was from the Sandman at US. CMC underscore Sam Man. He basically just said, Alan and Madison end up in cans of dolphin safe tuna. <laughs> <laughs> Again, very real. <laughs> it's dolphin safe. It's not mermaid safe. <laughs> or people safe for that matter. Ooh, that makes me safe. question those labels. God knows what could be in there. Anything but dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> That's my sexual preference, by the way. <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so our last one comes from uh, a personal favorite of mine, Amanda the Hoser, at Amanda personal the Hoser favorite. on Twitter. A personal favorite of ours. Yeah, we of ours. <laughs> well, I didn't want to just, I didn't want to make judgments for you, you know. I, don't uh, know. I thought maybe you guys had some beef going on. <laughs> No, I love Amanda. I got to come up with a, you know, you're you're my partner in prose, the vixen of verbosity and the lovely loquacious. I got to come up with like a, like a, a wordy nickname for Amanda, don't I? You do. She gotta, deserves one. Yeah, I got to figure something out for her. And it means she Yeah. <laughs> Whatever we do. Now I just want to do movies where we just have to make her watch these like awful movies. Like we're doing Saw, Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> we're not gonna make her watch so no, i've been on, she hasn't seen the princess bride oh well that's when we could make her watch oh my god she has to watch that i have a feeling she'd she love does. it yeah she would amanda's public now we're putting you on blast <laughs> watch some princess bride we'll give you a few weeks <laughs> <laughs> I caused all this. Now I'm going to finish it, Walter Cornbluth said as he looked deep into Madison's eyes. My, she just, right off the jump, she's got some drama going. This is awesome. <laughs> the young woman, young fish woman, <laughs> the young woman, <laughs> the young woman gave him an almost sultry smile before pulling him close and giving him a real lip smacking kiss. Get back in this car, the mermaid cooed. Forget his plan. The request coming from that salacious tone of voice was un insurmountable. Good Lord. Amanda's a good writer, so it's going to be a problem for me. You're <laughs> Again, a good reader. <laughs> I, want, I want Dr. Seuss. Insurmountable. That's a big <laughs> word, Amanda. <laughs> a 
again, this could be tough. <laughs> Cornbluth rolled into the back seat with her and slammed the door shut in one swooping motion. What the hell is going on back there? Alan shouted, perturbed by whatever had just been kindled between them. Just drive, you moron, Cornbluth shouted, while caressing this beautiful blonde mermaid. This is so good. <laughs> Finally a happy ending for Eugene Levy. <laughs> uh, Madison kissed the bespectacled man with every ounce of passion within her. My God, I keep interrupting, but her writing is really good. Really good. I'll start that sentence over. Madison kissed the bespectacled man with every ounce of passion within her while Alan cried in the front seat. (laughs) The military truck screeched around the corner and were quickly gating on the trio. But Alan put the pedal to the metal and sped out of that small street as fast as the car could go. He knocked over a few metal trash cans in the process, spilling their contents across the New York road. The car sped away, leaving the mess and the military men behind. As the first government truck approached the, the spilt garbage, one of the military men, Sergeant Gregory Barnsbad, shouted, Okay, she is following the, the Tracy Morgan School of Alternate Endings. She's got full I love character that name. names. It is good. This Sergeant really... Gregory Barnsbad. <laughs> Uh, okay, he shouted, eyes wide at the contents. Hold it, hold it, he barked, causing the driver to roll to a smooth stop. The man stumbled out of the car and landed with his chest on the ground, but quickly stood up and poked around in the garbage. What is it, Sergeant Barnesbad? one of the men shouted. The sergeant looked up, a soft chuckle escaping him. There's a shitload of wrapped sausage McMuffins in here. <laughs> Samantha. <laughs> <laughs> the man declared with unadulterated joy, Sausage McMuffins was on the lips of every army man. The soldiers climbed forth from their vehicles like a group of kids who'd been called off the streets by the ringing of an old-fashioned dinner bell. It was true, there were hundreds of these mixed somethings in the trash cans. The men picked up the wrapped sausage McMuffins and cheered, celebrating by ripping off their helmets and uniforms and swinging them around like one might do with a napkin at a wedding reception. (laughs) Screw their assignment. It was time for some free McDonald's breakfast in the afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) This is so out of left field. I love it. (laughs) Meanwhile, the trio kept speeding away towards the body of water. Was it the Hudson Bay or the wharf from Strange Brew? <laughs> Who's to say, really? They could have driven all the way up to Toronto, for all we know. Either way, there should not be coral in that water. <laughs> <laughs> Alan pulled the car to a screeching halt once they reached the pier and leapt out of the car. What is the matter with you two? I can't believe this, Madison, after all we've been through. Madison and Cornbluth untangled themselves from each other and got out as well. Madison hurrying quickly to her original lover. Alan, I couldn't resist him. That man was going to risk his life for me, she admitted, looking as if she was pleading to him. Oh, sure, but let me remind you that he put your life at risk in the first place, Alan snarked in reply. 
I'm sorry, am I interrupting something here? Freddy asked in that innocent tone as the camera panned to him. He was casually leaning against a wooden post, having a few puffs from his cigarette. He got there, all of the simple plot device called movie magic. <laughs> A.K.A. plot holes. <laughs> this is beautiful. I don't even... she, she's amazing. It's so funny. Freddy, Madison cheered as she sprinted to him. She embraced the man and gave him a big smooch. How could you blame her? Clearly, he was the handsomest in this group of men. Oh, 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 not Freddy, too, Alan whined, slamming his head against the side of the car. Madison pulled out of the kiss with an excited grin on her face, gazed into a flustered Freddy's brown eyes. Whoa, miss, I'm flattered, Freddy said, gulping slightly. Really, I am. But what about my brother? Well, the mermaid said softly, biting her lower lip as she looked at all three men. Come with me. We can all live in the sea together. It'll be so much fun. Madison is a hoe. She's a hoe. Amanda, you made her a hoe. I think she was one. I mean, watch that movie again. <laughs> she wasn't this bad, but... <laughs> I feel like it's had a bit of an influence on Amanda. I'm not sure if it's in the... Oh my God, my stomach hurts from laughing. <laughs> This is a killer ending. (laughs) (laughs) All right. The men felt a little strange about this. Did she want to claim all three of them as her husbands? I'm not one for the polygamy, sweetheart. That's frowned upon in the Torah, you know. Lord Booth interjected, (laughs) his eyes wandering as he spoke. Oh, God. (laughs) He also did that little eyebrow wiggle that came so naturally to him. Meanwhile, for everyone's sake, Freddy pretended to take her idea as a joke. <laughs> you're, you're a real hoot, Madison. You ought to write greeting cards. <laughs> so that just left Alan, who had been silent until now. Madison turned to him swiftly, her back turned towards the other two. I, Alan glanced quickly at his two comrades, who eagerly nodded the, their approval. Of course I'll go with you, Madison. I love you. The mermaid grinned and pulled him in for a sweet kiss before leaping into the water with her man. The screen fades to black. Now we see only Cornbluth and Freddy standing with their hands in their pockets, looking thoughtless as they stand on the pier. The sun is setting and they are still trying to process what had happened here today. So have you ever played Moncala? Cornbluth asked simply. (laughs) Freddy just gave him a look and dove into the water. Hey, wait for me! Cornbluth jumped in behind them and they began searching for Alan and Madison. There's so many great, like, comedic moments in this. It's perfect. It is. Six months later, a fishing boat called the SS Marmalade was out in some nondescript body of water with a net cast over the side. Old Nick, the sea captain, was relaxing and reading his paper as his boat bobbed up and down. Suddenly, the bolt jolted, thanks to a tank from the net. What's the big idea? The captain yelled, having a fit and sending his paper flying into the ocean, before he realized he must have caught something big. Oh! The old barnacly man rushed to the net and hoisted it up, eager to see what he'd caught. I'll be eating like a real king tonight, he promised himself with a crusty-sounding chuckle. When the net was fully out of the water, old Nick's excitement deflated into angry disappointment. Inside the net were Madison, Alan, Freddy, and Cornbluth, all looking very uncomfortable. What the? 
Back into the sea with you, you rotten kids, the man shouted, and he lowered the net back into the sea. Splish Splash by Bobby Darren begins to play as the screen goes black with perfect timing. Roll credits. This is absurdist and awesome and so beautiful. It's so well done. If she doesn't go into script writing... Nobody should be in script writing, I don't think. She makes me feel so much worse about not even writing my ending and just being... (laughs) (laughs) He just doesn't go with her. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. He just doesn't go with her. (laughs) Amanda's is beautiful. It's that's a great ending. It's so visual it's, and just well done. Mm. She's a really good writer. Yeah, that's splash for you. Every one of these endings is better than what is on screen. <laughs> that being said, I I mean I love the movie, and I love Ron Howard. I love everybody in this. Everybody yeah. involved in this is is fantastic. Just. All of these endings would have been so much better. I feel like this was a very important experience for me. Got it out now. Whenever I watch this movie, I'm just going to imagine one of these endings. Even the one with (laughs) Alan as a corpse being drug around by a mermaid. (laughs) This is just like set me right. This was something I needed to do. I have closure now. Yeah, <laughs> we basically cancelled OC on the ending of Splash, and now now he can move on with his life. So every time I see a bad movie, I'm just gonna bring it here and just work it out. <laughs> what was that movie where, where they did the? Uh, oh God, La Bamba. Let's rewrite the ending of that. I want I want the big bopper and Richie Valens to have a happy ending. <laughs> So what are we going to do next really week? Are we going to change history? <laughs> Let's get it. Yeah. Let's do the greatest story ever told. Passion of the Christ. <laughs> that one might be a little controversial. We better stay away from that one. <laughs> For now. <laughs> what are we doing next? Let's do Titanic. So we are rewriting history. Might as well, or right? Not. Uh, let's do it. I don't want to put any, you know, let's, let's get into it. It's a, it's a popular movie. We grew up with it, sort of, you know. It came out. I went on a date. I went, I went on a date, a lot of dates to the cinema. I did too, to that movie. Did I think you? I saw that movie six times in the theaters. No, really? Yeah. yeah. With the same person each time or six different dates? Different people. You dog. Different... You dog. <gasps> I mean, it, these were all innocent. This is, you know pre-sexual adolescent sort of dates. So uh, it was like, and I, li- I, I, uh, I went to school right by a mall. So it was like, let's ditch English and go see a movie instead kind of thing. So it was, it was pretty I, I, common to just go see a movie. It's not like I had a relationship. It wasn't some like weird player, but I saw this movie a lot with a lot of different people. I forget that you're a few years younger than me. <laughs> I'm a, yeah, I'm a movie whore. I'm... <laughs> I'm not quite as bad as Madison at the end or in Amanda's ending, but I would go see movies with a lot of people. Okay. Well, unfortunately for my day, I was really hormonal and I started crying at the title music and I didn't stop all the way through. I got to tell you that that uh, Celine Dion song always makes me have to pee. 
I don't it know. It makes you have to pay. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but I'm not alone. I have a friend, and I brought that up, and he was like, me too. It's just something mm-hmm. about it. That movie is best viewed with a catheter, with all the running water noises and everything. That's a, <laughs> that's a potty movie. <laughs> See, she doesn't make me need to pee. Stick pins in my eyes and my ears, maybe. Oh, I think it's a good song. You hate that nah. song? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we also got inundated with it at like a young age, so I'm sure both of us have had an asshole of that song, but... Yeah, I'm just, I'm done. I am done with that song. <laughs> and there's and got I'm a great done. ending. Like, everybody hates this ending, right? Yeah, because there was room on the door or the boat or whatever they were on. I can't remember what they were, a piece of, like, I don't know, what was it? Just debris floating around. I think it was around. a piece of door. It looked Leo like a big door. Well, it's on there. And to be fair, had that have been me in that situation, I'd be like, you get your ass on here, or I'm coming in the water with you. you we're going together. Top Not of at all. her. But I mean, it could have been a balance issue. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't have as many gripes with it as most people. But I, mm. I'd love to rewrite it. Got to, got to throw some it. Star Trek: The Voyage Home in there. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna half-ass it even more. It'll just be, you know, Rose instead of come back, Jack. She'll just be like, "That'll do, pig," and salute him as he floats in the ocean. That'll be my. <laughs> <Just try>. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert for next week's episode, guys. And then Tom Hanks, a swollen, bloated Tom Hanks, just floats past. <laughs> Shells for eyes. eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Cuttlefish bone for a mouth. <laughs> well, this is great. Thank you so much, everybody, for contributing. If you guys want to contribute for next week, you can go to popcornwith.com. There's a little donate button. I think it's donate or support us, something like that. Uh, so if you want to throw us a buck, you can, you can donate there, help us out. Uh, and then you can submit to uh to the show for next week and just a little submit thing fill out the form boom you're done or you can just tweet us half-ass it like uh what's his name did this week <laughs> the sun man <laughs> i've got no place to complain mine was you know a sentence <laughs> he did more work than you on that one let's face it <laughs> no, you know no no i spent a lot of time thinking about it though i mean i really genuinely did because i thought about it even after you know, even before we did the popcorn with candy on it, I was just like, God, this ending sucks. How do you fix this? Well, we fixed it. One way or the other, it's yeah. fixed. So uh, go to popcornwith.com. Give us a buck, a pound, a pence. <laughs> 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 what, what else is there? A drachmar? Uh, a kroner? Shilling. Oh, shillings. <laughs> How's the kroner doing? Do we want kroners this week? What's what's doing the best? It's probably still the euros at top, right? Yeah, right. A reckon, peso? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, feel free to, to toss us a buck so we can pay for the bandwidth. And uh, definitely submit. Get, get your friends to submit, too. Everybody hates Titanic. <laughs> the ending, anyway. <laughs> it's true. I don't know. I just hate Titanic in general. Maybe this is going to be the one that I hate. Here's my ending. <laughs> Old lady doesn't throw the thing. End of it. That's it. Just, <laughs> yeah. that's it. I'm just <laughs> super half-ass my endings from now on. Just the tiniest changes. We'll do Terminator Two. Arnold doesn't do thumbs up. He does middle finger. The end. <laughs> I would have loved it if he'd done middle finger. <laughs> just, just the goat horns as he goes down, head banging. <laughs> 
not even the ghost horns, the deer sign. Yeah. <laughs> the hang loose. The shaka, bro. <laughs> Oh, funny. So we got to thank People... Gary, right? Gary did our, our killer logo. Oh, always thank Gary. Gary is awesome. Great designer. Did our alternate ending logo for us. Thank you, Gary. It's beautiful. Um, you can it, follow Gary. him. You can follow him at underscore horse underscore. Clip and you can follow horse, us. Remember? Uh, clip plop horse, horse. Of course. <laughs> to Zeus. <laughs> Um, and you can also follow the podcast at Alt End Podcast. They can follow you at Octopus Caveman. They can follow me at Tracy Mixbag. And at searchingforcandy.com. <laughs> or you can throw a block spot in there if you want. I've Some been doing it forever. Tracy's got a great blog. Check it out. She's working on the. Uh, upcoming biography of John Candy called Searching for Candy. And when that comes out, we'll have to write alternate endings for that. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> and you should also check out Octopus Caveman, who's just released a new album. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a bit old, but it's it's new as an out in a long time. It's called No Shame in Losing. Did it's that, cool. God, when did I do that? Like, uh, I think it's like five, six years old. It's just been a long time since I put anything out. <laughs> New to us. It's cool. People yeah. should go and listen to it. Check out your other podcast, Getting Fucked Up with Octopus Caveman. Yeah, I haven't done any of that in a while. <laughs> Losing some teeth put me put me back a few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> You've got them back. you got to catch up. Yeah. <laughs> just do three podcasts a day. <laughs> we'll get caught up in no time. Yeah, have a great week. Thanks for submitting, and hopefully we'll hear from you soon. Love you. Bye. Love you, bye. Love you, bye.